0: Well, thank you so much for being here. So, we are here with uh, Colleen and Kristen from Coyo. Uh And I want you, thank you so much
1: for being here. I want you to just like do a little introduction of yourselves.
0: What is, who are you
1: and what do you do? Let's start with you, Kristen. Sure. Um, So, I'm Kristen and um, co-founder and therapist at Coyo. Um, I have an interesting background. I was a nurse and a nurse practitioner in Um, pediatrics and pediatric critical care for about 10 to 12 years. I um, also then became a therapist in that time because I was very interested in the family's experience of being in a hospital setting and like all of the trauma that existed there. Um, And I kind of have worked all over the place in domestic violence centers and um, in a lot of admin roles for nursing and um in a lot of different hospitals and residential treatment facilities things like that um and found my niche in trauma um complex trauma um and eating disorders which often um you know accompany that uh-huh. um and um so you know after being in all the different places and Deciding, like, I had made the changes that I could in those places and made the impact and influence. I decided um, with Colleen that I wanted to kind of go in on my own and, like, make an impact in a different way Mm -hmm. um, that was more, you know, aligned with the vision and values and beliefs that I have um, in trying to change the the world's understanding of trauma and Mm -hmm. then, you know, the system, um, and most importantly, the individuals that I work with. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's um, about me. I work with um, generally people with complex trauma, but I also see couples and families, um, and do some groups and um, do some crisis work mm-hmm. um, as well. So I'm kind of all over the place. But
0: what is it? What
1: is it that like draw you to trauma specifically? Um, I think it's the fact that number one, it's very misunderstood. Yeah. Um, and then number two, a lot of people who have trauma, um, who have been in therapy for years and years and years and get very frustrated with that process because, um, like talk therapy and things like that are extremely helpful, um, but the way trauma is processed is that it actually doesn't exist in that logical mm-hmm. part of our brain. Right. <laughs> um, and so I kind of tell them, like, you've done amazing work and it makes total sense that you're experiencing like how you are because you've done all of this work. That's really helpful for you to cope with the symptoms that are happening when they happen. Um, but turns out we can't process the trauma Because that part of our brain wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoy the experience of having the ability to validate and, like, inform people that essentially, like, they're not going crazy. And they don't have to live like this forever. It's not like you're
0: failing at your healing. Exactly. Like, I
1: mean, you know, I get people all the time like, I've been in therapy for 10 years. And 10 years of amazing work. And they're like, and something's wrong with me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. you have trauma, right? Yeah. Like, um, so I think I uh, really enjoy that yeah. part of it. And then um, also just a lot of times trauma is um, attachment trauma. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work that I do is like building a trusting and therapeutic relationship between me and the client. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I have them, like, test things out on me. So, like, I'll have them, I'll say, like, what's your brain telling you that I'm thinking right now? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they'll say, like, that you think I'm too dramatic or you think I'm this Mm -hmm. or you think I'm that or whatever. Um, and, and, you're like, yes, absolutely, 100% <laughs> right. I'm sorry that, to break you the that's news. That's right. But- that's right. And so these like things that I know exist, yeah. I'll just like make the covert overt a lot. Yeah. Um, so that like they can be exactly where they are and show up and know that like, I'm still going to show up mm. and we're still going to do it. And, you know, um, and I think that is also a really helpful Thing because it allows them to test something they haven't been able to,
0: right?
1: In relationship because it hasn't been safe, yeah. And so I've had clients like that. I'm like, "What are you really thinking right now? Like, how mad are you at me? Like, tell me how mad you are." And you're like, "I'm irate. I think that that was whatever." And I'm like, yeah. "Fantastic. I can't wait to see you next time." Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's why she sees them virtually. That might be a different story.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So, Colleen, do you want yeah. to share a little
2: bit? What's your background? How did sure. you end up here? It's a million dollar question. Yeah. Um, so, kind of like Kristen, I had a little bit of an interesting background. Um, I graduated with a master's in counseling um, and I worked in residence life at um, Ursinus College, local college. It was a wonderful experience. Um, and then I kind of transitioned. I moved to Colorado because I loved snowboarding and loved being outside. So. Yeah. Um, and I worked in a drug and alcohol detox facility out in Colorado. And, that was actually where um, I learned a lot about um, systems failing people, um, because you would help the individual, you know, you get them sober, you set them up with yeah, as best as you possibly could set them up, and they would walk out the door, and there was just no true support mm. system or oh, network the out there. Story of America, you. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. exactly. And I was like, it's it, you know, it, it got to be to me, just frustrating, because it's like, you know, you can only do so much as one person to help one person, but the system needs yeah. to, to help them as yes. well, right? And so um, I ended up going back to get another master's in industrial organizational psychology, which kind of partners individual, like, therapeutic with, like, system change. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like the perfect individual system fit for me. Um, and I actually now work um as a uh, consultant for the federal government doing <gasps> diversity equity inclusion and accessibility work that's so cool that i didn't know that cool. you do yeah. that that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> um and along with obviously co-founding Coio with Kristen yeah. and and seeing um some individual clients and so i feel like my kind of life right now is the kind of perfect pairing between the two at my other job there's a lot of large-scale systemic change that yeah you know, is happening, um, slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, and then I get the individual one-on-one counseling with, you know, people to fill my cup in like both. The best of two worlds. Exactly.
0: I love it. I'm going to circle back to that in a yeah. little bit, but before I do, I want to know, like, because I've never asked you this question and we like, we worked together for several months yep. and I can't, because my time perception is so awful. I can't remember, was it this spring or was yeah. it last fall? I think starting in like march I was think? that maybe when yes it? or february, february or march? Yeah. Something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter but we worked together for several months and i've never asked you asked you this how did you guys meet and like end up doing this together
1: great. yeah great <laughs> question <laughs> <laughs> um so we actually met i guess now like what seven years
2: ago i think even longer than that seven or right? eight yes. years ago
1: um and um actually like in the same like you know, being therapist in the same area um, and just like kind of hit it off and connected and all of that. And then um, lost touch because, you know, snowboarder, mm-hmm. moved to Colorado oh. and like did things. And then, you know, I was doing really building my career in a different way. Uh-huh. And, so you, you were know, still like, in like the nursing field at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like, you know, really focused on, you know, I went into like psychiatric nursing and trying to change systems we're both about yeah. a lot about systems um to provide better care for children and families and like just really tried to make large-scale change um in a place where yeah. um it's hard for people to change yeah. um so really focused in that way um, so did
0: you guys like stay in touch when
1: you were out in colorado no. just like uh-uh. you,
0: you met like hey yeah we're hitting it off and, and then like kind of like
2: just well, like it there was, was, was a little like back and forth, I guess, initially. But we both are terrible at keeping in touch oh with God. other individuals. <laughs> Horrible. Like, love, <laughs> love, love. That's awesome why love I have her Instagram. Instagram. Like, right. Because then I'm, so like, I'm like, like, we're both this like, this is what's going uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> like, give so, me a phone. I'm like, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So then when I moved back into the area, we just like reconnected and then started brainstorming and ended yeah. up here. There we are. I yeah. love that uh-huh. super cool uh-huh but so
0: one thing that I wanted to circle back to what with what you were saying about now working like in the government setting mm-hmm. and working with systems specifically because I recall that when we did start working together when you guys joined build your practice and I started working with you as a coach one of the things was that you were so explicitly clear on that we have some bigger visions in mind like Mm -hmm. we don't just want to have a little private practice where we see clients individually Mm -hmm. uh, but we want to do something at a bigger scale than that Mm -hmm. and systems came up i remember this so clearly and i was like fuck yeah these girls are totally gonna do that (laughs) so i am just like i have actual goosebumps hearing that Mm -hmm. you're like you have gotten just in a few months you have gone from this like initial kind of brainstorming situation that we had to now you're actually tapping into that and working in a context where you can impact system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's super, super, super cool. Um, but so that brings me to my next question, is, which is like what actually brought you like what were the challenges that you saw in the field? And that brought you to start your own private practice, and also consequently start working with Build Your Practice.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think um, for me, I think I saw it from so many different lenses, um, mm-hmm. and I think with that was both in all the places I worked as a therapist, so um, domestic violence centers, and you know, running like covert groups to provide safety and. Um, residential facilities and kind of that same experience Colleen had is like you like tee them up and then send them out but you're sending them out to like the place that got them there and it just there's just like a really big gap and then we kind of expect people to have different behavior in the same place where they had the behavior for a reason right to survive life or whatever so can I just just very quickly yeah do you think that's
0: related to this very, in my opinion, like antiquated notion that we are more biology than environment. That we think that if you're not adjusting your behavior, it's because there was something wrong with your biology and not the container that you're living in. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's related? A hundred percent. I mean, it was kind of a rhetorical (laughs) question. Yeah. No, no. but I'm because I'm not a clinician, so I'd love to hear your take on it. Well,
1: I think too, if you think about systems, like this is an analogy I use with my clients all the time. Like, even the most dysfunctional wheel can go round and round, right? Right. And so if you have spokes in a wheel, and some one of the spokes like tries to move a little bit and the wheel like you know all the other spokes are going to spend all of their time trying to get that spoke back in line so they can go round and round yeah even if like it's the most dysfunctional ineffective Mm -hmm. toxic way and so we can't change those other people and like our innate desire as humans to be have like homeostasis right mm-hmm. and have that security even if it's seemingly not going well yeah and so what happens is that like we're in this you know we have this environment and we're like um where it's safer and they're not in their wheel yeah. and then we put them back in their wheel and they've shifted a little bit and because this has been such a limited period of time they are because the stress is so great, they feel like, well, it. I just can't... Maintain keep, it. Right. Like, yeah. all these people are trying to, sometimes subconsciously, like, put me back where I was right. because it's more comfortable for them. Right. It's familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's... um, Yeah. And yeah. I think behavior is an interesting thing because I think we focus so much on behavior. Um, but also, like, there is a... Behavior is a um expression Mm -hmm. of what is actually happening and so working with like just behavior change can be very frustrating for people because they still have the thoughts and feelings and experiences that like made the behavior the safest Mm -hmm. thing for them
0: well you can't think your way out of a dysregulated nervous system no nope nope can't think your way out of the feeling right okay so back to my question before i question? where were we (laughs) the question was what were the challenges that you or are the challenges in the field that that brought you to start your own private practice and also to eventually start working with
2: build your practice so i think um koyo like really started. Um, and COYO is like Latin for to connect, to come together, to heal, to flock. So the whole idea of like community and coming together to heal was kind of where the name COYO even came from. Yeah. Um, and it started um, kind of as a brainstorm of uh, of an app that was gonna be used um, for individuals that had eating disorders as they stepped down from residential treatment to like Partial hospitalization to IOP, um, that after they that there would be an app that would help bridge that gap, okay? Because there's a really, really, really big need for um, support outside of treatment, right? And there's again
0: the systemic failure,
2: correct? Yeah. and there's no other app out there for eating disorders specifically, and there's nothing else that like really. Um, our goal really was like building community Mm -hmm. within the app as Mm -hmm. using the community as a support because when you're in treatment, you have people around you 24 seven and Mm -hmm. right. You always have somebody to talk to. You always have support around Mm -hmm. meals, everything like that. So we wanted to try and mimic some of the supports that you had while you were in treatment into the outside world, because as Kristen was saying, you oftentimes are going back into the environment that you left
1: because yeah. it wasn't healthy,
2: and you right. left to go seek treatment, right? And then you're kind of back in that same environment. And so we were trying to figure out, all right, what can we kind of buffer their environment with? Yeah. Um, and so it kind of started with this idea of an app um, as, like, you know, systemic kind of. And then we were like, well, also, apps cost money to develop <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. it' we like a D-Y-I uh, no no yeah, yeah. i I, yeah. Try, I was
2: like I'll, and my sister we were like we'll learn to code we'll learn to make yeah. this app like we we'll figure out how sweet. to do it no big yeah. deal right um turns out it is a bigger deal than anticipated <laughs> um and so then but but we wanted to keep the idea of koyo alive yeah and and then that's kind of where we got a game came into deciding like let's build a practice and uh-huh. then let's from, you know, individuals building out a practice and then, you know, continue to grow and build. And eventually our goal is still to like get an app out there. Yeah, that is yeah. the long term, the long term goal. Um, And we kind of we knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't exactly know how to get there. And uh-huh. that's where you guys came in at Build Your Practice, right? Of like, OK, what are here are all the things we know here are all the questions we have, but there's like a zillion other questions we don't even need like know to ask. Yeah. Right. And we're like, come help us.
0: Yeah. What were like the big questions you had when you started working with Build Your Practice? What What were like, in what areas did you feel like pretty confident? And what were the questions that you were like, we have no clue. Like mm-hmm. this is where we really need to get support.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that we, our strength is like the ideas and the yeah, vision. And right. so when we came, you know, like we had a vision, a mission, values. Like we were like we want to this, we want to do it different. We want this to be a different experience for people than they've had before. We want, you know, diversity just to be like what we do. We want mm-hmm. them to be laughter and it doesn't have to be serious all the time. Mm-hmm. We want people to to simultaneously allow people to not feel alone
0: yeah.
1: while also trying to educate and give people in the outside world knowledge so that they don't keep isolating everybody. Right. So it's kind of this like zoom in, zoom out thing. And I think we did that. And then we were like, so where do we start? Like, what do we do? (laughs) Where do we begin? That's That's right. 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 And so I think you guys actually really helped us like, all right, you know, I remember you saying like, you have to make the money, right? So if you're not doing the thing that makes the money, you got to be doing the thing that brings the money, right? So I think you guys like helped us so much in terms of. So, like, what do we, how do we start this? We have yeah. this, like, magical vision, but, like, when the rubber meets the road, what do right. we do?
0: And it's, I remember that, too, because you are, like, of all the clients that I have worked with and Build Your Practice, I think that you are among the ones who have had, like, the biggest vision, so to speak, and you were very clear from the get-go, like, this is what we stand for, this is our These are our values. This Mm -hmm. is like the feeling that we want to Mm -hmm. convey and include people in. So you had like a very clear um, idea and vision for yourself. But I also people who are more like, I I don't want to say like less ambitious, but because that's not necessarily right. But like where they're more like, I just want to have my private practice. And I don't like, Mm -hmm. I want that to run really well. And I want to have the lifestyle uh, that I want. And, you know, all these different things. Um, I work with a lot of people who come in and they have like some kind of vision of what they want to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But sometimes mistake the vision for... uh, outcome because you Mm -hmm. don't get to that outcome like you don't realize your vision before you actually do the work like there's a practical aspect that has to go into this yeah in order to realize the vision like I can't think my way to the other side of this table like I have to
2: actually get up and walk over there you know so um and I think like that to be like a specific example right it was like I have no like I had no qualms that if we got people, like, on the phone and started talking to them, that yeah. they would become clients, right? Yeah. Maybe that sounds, like, oh, very egotistic, no, right? we I mean, love it. But, See more. See yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. but you know, I'm confident in both of our abilities to, to connect with the clientele that was a good fit for us, yeah. right? But we needed to get those people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, you guys helped tremendously, right, with, like, the website and the Google ads and, you know, doing all that type of stuff that we wouldn't have, you know, probably dipped our toe in until way Mm -hmm. later in the road. But you jump-started all of that process so we could start working on our vision sooner rather than being like, where are all the people? Right, Where are they
0: We're here thinking about them. Exactly. Okay, what what did you learn in grad school about business and making money?
1: Zero things. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) nothing. 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 It's interesting, like, you're like, I can... Do a really good job interacting with humans, caring yeah. for them, getting them in a good spot. But that whole thing of how I'm gonna do that, no idea, yeah. right? Like and you like open a private practice. Like I had a small private practice before Goyo and it was very very small. Obviously, it, it took my career in a different direction. But it was just like me kind of like scrounging around for like this is what I do for this, or this mm-hmm. is what I do for this. And Wanted it to be really small, so it wasn't like something that was building. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing I was going to say that you guys helped us so much with is that knowledge of like trust the process. Yeah. Well, that, uh, little, the that little that uh, little <laughs> that little thing. Yeah. Of you know like yep the you're going to put your Google ad out there yeah. and it's going to feel like you know you're just money's just getting drained and drained yeah. and drained and drained and but then it's going to then we can like pivot and put it in a different place or whatever and you guys showed us like and this is how it repays itself right yeah and I don't think because that's not knowledge that was given to us I think that we would have been more reactionary in terms of like this isn't working yeah or whatever because we just didn't have that knowledge so that was
0: a huge. Actually, so this is something that is very interesting for me, who comes from a business and marketing background and who has been working with like, I mean, I don't even know how many clinicians I've coached at this point, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is that what you're saying, right? Like that, maybe we would have been more. We would have been more reactive. This is not working. Like I threw this out there and it didn't, it didn't right. stick. It, it means it doesn't pull work. Pull huh? Let's do something ah. else. Whereas I come from a business background, and obviously, like I come from a corporate setting where the budgets are a lot bigger, like million right, you know, like, right. dollar budgets, right, right. you know, and so on. But what we see there is you're like saying
2: we're not making millions, not yet. But, seen the but our you, it's just, just a quick, <laughs> it's just a
0: matter of time. I mean, we've been, this has been like six months. Exactly, it's a matter of time. Give it, give it another two. But, but. How it works in, like, a corporate setting is that usually you do, like, a business case. You're like, I want to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. I want to have this result. I'm going to have this strategy and these tactics implemented in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And then you normally build, like, a business case around it. Mm-hmm. And you might have, like, uh, you know, this is the break-even. This is the, mm-hmm. the best-case scenario. This is a potential worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. And then you throw it out there and you hope that it sticks, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, But you also know that it is not an instant return normally. Mm -hmm. Normally it takes some time and it's part of the process of building business is that you may actually not always get a return on whatever investment you're doing. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you learn from it and then you look at, all right, how can we do this differently? Can we repeat the same thing, but we're just like tweaking some things or do we need to pivot altogether? And What I'm observing in my coaching work with clients is that you are doing the same thing mm-hmm. with your therapy clients. They come in mm-hmm. and they have been to therapy for 10 years and they've been doing great work, but they don't necessarily see this result. Mm-hmm. And you don't freak out and go, yeah, this is not working. Right. You should just say right, up right, right, therapy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so no fuck therapy. It doesn't it's it's work. True. In fact, my no. clients are like, you're the most persistent human we've ever. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's the same thing. And it's yeah. so interesting for me yeah. having this slightly different yeah. perspective, yeah. right? To true. work with clinicians who come in who in their work they're sitting with clients, and they're telling clients, this is a process. Yes. Right. You need to trust it. Yes. You are here right now. You want to be over here. We're going to get there. You're not always going to see that you're approaching that goal, mm-hmm. but you need to trust that you are, and I don't expect you to get there overnight. Right, like, right. You
1: right. know, 100%. So, I'm like, <laughs> that is but such just listen to dialogue. yourself. Yeah, yeah, that is such a an And what just dialogue. came to me, I've actually never thought about this, is that, in my corporate world yeah it was like I would try things all the time and be like "Ah, didn't work let's try something different right and like build that whole model out but I'm wondering if what felt what not wondering I think what felt different about this is that it even though it's we're building a business there is a part of like we're trying to sell us, Mm -hmm. like, as humans. Yeah. And so building that out and being like, well, that didn't work. We got to try it again. Yeah. That feels really comfortable in, like, a human-to-human standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something, there was some sort of feeling about, like, having to depersonalize it from who we are as people. If it doesn't work, because it's, like, well, then they're not coming to me, right? Yeah. It's maybe I'm doing something wrong or like now I just wasted all this money and like it's probably right. that And that was a reflect on, of reflection of my worth.
0: Right. I yeah.
1: mean, I, I think that like
0: your business is, is challenging in that it is built on relationship and it's a service, right? So yes. you are essentially the service, right. which means that yes, the human to human aspect uh-huh. is so crucial. And at the same time, you're still a business. It's not like Kristen, the private person, or mean the private person, exactly. the private person right. who is who is um, meeting with clients. There is um, like a filter mm-hmm. or some kind of distance between the business right. and yourselves.
1: Um, and you guys taught us that, actually. Yeah. That's what we were <laughs> yeah. able to, like, yeah. honestly, um, you guys taught us that, and that's why we were able to, like, stick it out differently. Yeah. Because we say that all the time, like, all right, it's not it's not me. This yeah. is like Koyo. This is yeah. like the business. Yeah, um, and we did not think like that. I don't think before yeah. we met you guys, which
0: brings me to a thought of like on one hand, uh, it makes me think about marketing your business and branding your business mm-hmm. and niching your business because what we really preach in the program is like you need to have the. I'm not even going to call it courage, but like you need to have the business hat on where Mm -hmm. you say, this is the type of clients I want to work with. Mm -hmm. This is not the type of clients I'm going to work with. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to focus my efforts and my energy and my investments onto the group, the target group that is for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. going to learn how to speak their language. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn what they're like Core problem is, mm-hmm. or core, you know, pain is, and I'm going to learn a really efficient way to resolve that problem to mm-hmm. give value to them. Yeah, yes. And the more I get to know that target group, the better I will become at doing all of those things, and yeah. the better I will yes. be- become at crafting my marketing message. Because mm-hmm. when we're trying to like serve everyone, right? Like, it it's like you you it gets bland.
1: Yeah, it gets bland
0: correct yes um and you have to still do it and this is what I think often becomes challenging is that you still have to maintain authenticity in this which is I think something that you two are doing really really well because as you say like there is a distancing between me as a private person and my business but you're still bringing your own humanity and authenticity into your business which helps you to actually attract the right
1: clients Mm -hmm. Right. right yep right didn't have a niche and we were like you know seeing anyone and everyone I don't think it would have allowed us to grow in to the brand and almost like support our brand more Mm -hmm. because I don't think we would have had the footing um and the experience to be like no no this is working yeah this is how we do show up and now we've proven it to ourselves I also Um, think another
0: aspect of that is like when you look at brands that you are consumers of and brands mm-hmm. that you trust it's because they are they are like presenting some kind of personality Correct. that you right. resonate with right mm-hmm. so when we're talking about small business owners another word for branding could be like reputation that you're building a reputation for yourself yeah. by being right. consistent by being coherent by speaking to your ideal client and not Mm -hmm. to everyone else and by doing that you build trust around your business Mm -hmm. and as you build trust you will automatically have clients Mm -hmm. like that's what's happening when there's distrust you're fucked yes Uh Yes. Yes. and where when do we not trust it's when things are unclear right we don't trust when things seems flaky. We don't trust when mm-hmm. it seems uh maybe not reliable. Dissonance. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. There's dissonance. Um so anyway, like this is also why we are spending a lot of time in Build Your Practice nagging everyone about this and working through it. But it's also a hard process. Like not mm-hmm. everyone comes and has as clear of a vision as as you two do. And right. sometimes what also happens is that maybe You're not clear on your values, which is the foundation for what Mm -hmm. is my brand about? Like, right, you know, yeah, if you're not clear on your value foundation, then
2: you don't really know how to communicate yourself. Correct. And I think that's something that how we like work together well, because at the foundation, like we have different clientele that we see and, Mm -hmm. you know, different visions even sometimes, but at the core of like both of us, we have the same values, we have the same mission, we have the same vision of what we want this to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think if for two people who don't align on that, there's no way you could brand yourself. No. There's no Again, it yeah. becomes scattered and it becomes exactly.
0: unclear and it's like what is actually going on here. Right. And yeah. we know like we we know this, right? Like if you just take um human attention span. Yes. It's so short. <laughs>
2: What did, yeah. <laughs> yes, what did you say? Yes, yeah, exactly. you
0: said. Keeping attention, exactly. we are not like that. Yeah. At all. no, like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, oh there's a light over there. Great. Uh-huh, <laughs> you know? uh-huh. So it's also when you're when you're crafting your messaging, you want to be sure to be so clear that whenever people come across it, that they just basically have to glance at it and understand mm-hmm. what this is about and whether it resonates with me or not. Mm-hmm. And this is this is difficult. It's not something that you just like know how to do. Right. It takes practice and it takes like trial and error. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to skip, I'm going to like jump over to a different question actually. So when you started working with us, what was your... Client caseload, and average revenue, and where are you at right now? <laughs> Sorry, it's a very direct question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just reveal all your right, secrets. Right, right, that's right. right. Just also, like, who do you vote for? <laughs> no. What do you buy
1: at the, like the pharmacy? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um. You know. So I had very few clients that I had like seen for forever when I was like doing the other career part. Yeah. And and brought them over, and and that's where we started. And so, I mean, that was. I was probably seeing, what, five or six Six, clients a week. And all very low paying is Mm -hmm. the other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I had started out like that and, like, you know, it wasn't my primary source of income and all of that. and quite frankly, I probably didn't believe in myself enough, right? That was yeah. a huge part of what you guys were like, no, no, you are, you, you're worth this. Yeah, you can do
0: things out of the goodness of your heart and make money exactly. as well. I have a right, exactly. secure financial situation
1: for yourself. So I would say, you know, that first month, what was it, like grand total of like $2,000, $3,000? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and now, um, I mean, we have a full practice so we see, <laughs> <laughs> so we see a total of uh, twenty twenty five yeah. sessions a, a week. Five. Yeah, but that's full for me. That's yeah, all happened. like well, because you have another job, yeah. which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're just changing the system on this side. <laughs> yeah. Exactly,
1: no big deal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's and it's this awesome, like surreal experience because I'm like, it, it, like you, it. It's like, wait, how did that happen? You uh-huh. know, like. It's awesome. It feels so good. Yeah. And, um, like, this is, like, oh, my gosh, it's working, mm-hmm. right? So and you went from, like,
0: five, six clients a week, like, $2,000 a month revenue, uh-huh. which I can't do the math that fast, but it's, like, probably, like, $100 a session, Yes, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. That was the end. And now you're, like, 20, 25 clients a week, uh-huh. and you've increased your fees. Yes. So we're,
2: like, I mean, I'll give you the straight numbers, Yeah, I'm, like, proud of them, too, right? Like, yeah. each, yeah. the, um... Our, our simple practice like our medical record system yeah. gives us like a projection each month of like uh-huh. what you're gonna make and each month like it's gotten bigger like oh it's went God. from like twelve thousand mm-hmm. to thirteen 14 <laughs> to 15 to yeah. sixteen and we're like it's just keeps growing <gasps> yes, yes, it's it's experience I'm
1: like yeah
2: whoa this is the projection
0: that's, that's so that must be so thrilling to see is. the projection uh-huh. too and know that this is actually. It's actually realistic. Like, it's a realistic projection because we're just continuing as we're doing. And then we're adding a little little bit more and just, like, improving everything. Yeah. Yes. That is incredible. And we're talking, like, a
1: six-month period. Mm -hmm. God, you're fucking badass. (laughs) Well, and, you know, I will throw in there, like... We've had clients come and go, right? Because, you know, at the first session, I'm always like, listen, I'm not for everybody. (laughs) You know, like, I think of it as, like, and we both think of it as our job to get people to where they need. And, like, it may not be us. Mm -hmm. And so... Oh, I have goosebumps. I love this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do. Because it's like, that's what an abundance mindset is. It is authenticity. It's abundance mindset. It's trusting that... The right people, the people who are meant for me and I am meant for them, they will find yes. me. As long as I show up in this yes. authentic way and I do the work, I don't need to hold on. I need don't no. need to, like, fear that I'm not going to have enough. Right. And what happens, I know that this is a little bit woo-woo, but I see this a lot. Uh huh. When we have those, like, internal blocks that, you know, like, I'm not sure this is going to work. I need to hold on to every Everything. single client, even yeah. if it's not the right, right. fit. Like, me, like there's a lack mentality. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then it it's like it's hard. It's like it's like walking through mud. It like yes. it, it's yeah. a struggle to get your business up and running. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then I have seen people literally shift like overnight mm-hmm. and be like. I just trust that it's going to happen. Like, I just uh, trust yeah. that this is going to happen. I'm going to share. I'm approaching the world with generosity yes. and a giving spirit. Mm-hmm. And boom, it's like the floodgates open. Yeah. Yes. I Like, it's, it's insane. I don't have, like, a scientific explanation. Yeah. I just
1: know that this is a thing. Yeah. yeah it's it's interesting a total thing. Because it gives the, also, the client the space yeah. to say, like, No, I met you and like I think I don't really I don't really think this will connect or like you remind me of my sister or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, absolutely, like we wouldn't do the greatest work together. Like I'm in the business of getting you to a place where you're gonna heal and let's get you there. Yeah. Um and so I think I hope anyway, I guess I don't have data to support this, that it also encourages people to continue forward. And getting the help that they need, mm-hmm. as opposed to like I met this therapist mm-hmm. and then I had to ghost them because mm-hmm. I didn't feel connected to them, mm-hmm. and now or I didn't feel like,
0: safe to tell them that this is not working for me.
1: Exactly, right. and then they don't get the help that they need, and then they're still living. Yeah. A really stuck life. And but so, talk
0: about building your branding, right? Like yeah. building a reputation for your business. This mm-hmm. is an excellent example of mm-hmm. how I actually build a this business around a certain set of values. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm very clearly sharing that with my clients. Mm-hmm. And if that means that like this is not a fit, it's okay. Like it's okay. I'm building yeah a good excellent experience for everyone who comes in touch with my business right even if I don't end up working with them
1: right and I think we both believe like if we think we're for everyone we actually are not for anyone yeah Mm oh um percent. I mean that is so important I think both of us obviously are Koyo means community and connection but that like client therapist experience and like Creating the space for that safety is mm-hmm. of the utmost importance right. to both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we want, we don't want to be the therapist for everyone because then we're not actually not for anyone. No, I agree. So, yeah, I agree.
0: So, I'm going to round this up with a final question. I cannot thank you enough. I love you both. <laughs> so we
2: love you. We love just just like, we love oh, I love your energy.